So I thought about doing the uh, children's sermon today and just having the children come and wait patiently uh, for about five minutes and see how that would go. Um, I also thought we could try it with adults, but I'll spare you that. Uh, And as we come to this psalm, uh, we'll be looking at kind of three aspects or three ways of looking at it. Uh, Our introduction will will be David waiting, uh, then we'll move on to Christ who waited, and then we'll be moving on to we who wait. And we'll be looking at them in those ways. You can also say that we'll be looking at the psalm in its original uh, message uh, of David speaking to the Lord, then about uh, David speaking about Christ, and then kind of coming back to it and saying, well, what about us? How does it, how does it apply? And as we uh, look at this, it's worth saying that there's a lot to this uh, passage. I think that I could probably come up with five sermons uh, on this uh, pretty easily. So it's worth saying there's things in here that I'm not going to get to, and I'll be looking at this idea of waiting, um, and there's certainly a lot that could be said about the, the law and uh, Christ's fulfillment of the law, and there are, I'll allude to that, but... Um, it's worth saying that there's much more to be said. But as we come today, uh, as we look at waiting on the Lord, uh, I will confess that I'm giving you the first thing that came to me when I Googled Americans waiting. Um, And I don't always give you the first thing that I get from a Google search, but this time it's appropriate, I think. And uh, I'm quoting USA Today, uh, September 30, 2013, that, quote, this, according to the 2013 drive-through performance study conducted for QSR Magazine, a fast food industry trade publication. The study to be released today also says that the industry giant McDonald's posted its slowest ever drive-through time in the 15-year history of the drive-through study, requiring an average, get ready, 189.5 seconds for the typical drive-through customer to go from order to pick up. That's roughly nine seconds longer than the industry average. I'll end the quote there, and you can let that sink in. And uh, I think there are a couple things that this shows us. One, there are people out there who spend a lot of time figuring out how long you wait if you are going to McDonald's in the drive-thru. Secondly, that uh, we view 189.5 seconds as way too long. And that brings me to uh, the point here, especially in America, we are not good at waiting. Uh, To quote another fast food uh, Restaurant. We want things our way, right away. Um, my wife, who's not from this country, often says that we that I want things right now, and very often she's right. And we have trouble waiting for just about anything, whether it's little things. Uh, next time you're at a coffee shop, take a, a a few moments to just watch people order coffee, and watch them in line. Uh, watch how they're agitated, anxious, how they're checking uh, 
email or talking on the phone and needing to order, and there's not enough time to do both, and sometimes they let you know it, or let the poor barista who's taking their order know it. But we also have trouble waiting for big things. Uh, for this, we have credit cards that allow us to get those big things right now. Uh, we have trouble waiting for um, big moments in life, uh, and as as we look at ourselves, I think uh, there, there's something uh, for each of us. Uh, dare I suggest we have trouble waiting to turn uh, left from the, uh, from the cam to the poly, uh, or uh, if you go, ever drive on H1, um, you may find yourself in LA on a bad day going, this isn't so bad, what, what's the fuss about? Um, but of course, there are things that that are much more meaningful, much more deep, that we have trouble waiting for. And when it comes to trusting in the Lord, uh, we definitely have trouble waiting. And we have trouble waiting patiently. Uh, and I'll be talking a bit about this idea of what it means to wait patiently, as the psalmist says. But why is it so difficult? And uh, certainly there are probably other things we could come up with, but I think that it's difficult because we tend to wait without hope, we tend to wait with anxiety. Instead of being able to simply rest and wait, uh, we have trouble because waiting, and especially waiting for the Lord, means, one, we give up our control. Uh, we hand things over and say, I can't do it. I'm going to wait for you to do it. Now, waiting also means that we set ourselves up for disappointment. Uh, so much so that, if we're honest, uh, and if you replay things in your life, you can think back to uh, uh, for what is reality for some of you now. Um, think about dating and all the, the uh, difficulties that go there. Sometimes it's easier to just not take a risk at all than, uh, than to set yourself up for disappointment. Uh, and we do this with with other things too, I think. Uh, rather than wait, we just say, you know what, it's not worth it. I'll just, I'll stay home today. Uh, I'll not take the risk. Uh, and so waiting means giving up control. It means setting ourselves up for disappointment. It also, part of this disappointment means that we feel that if we don't receive an answer right away, that we're not being listened to, or not being noticed, that God isn't listening or maybe he doesn't care. Uh, or if your theology's uh, a bit better, maybe we think, well, God does care, but he only wants me to grow, and that means uh, he wants me to be miserable so that I can be sanctified, and through sanctification, I'll understand him better, and I hate that. Uh, just give me what I want. Uh, but we feel like I can't say that out loud because that would be disrespectful and uh, good Christians don't say that, and uh, we have trouble waiting on the Lord. Uh, we feel we have to pray a certain way. We feel we have to be pious on the outside when we approach God. And uh, I've been there. Um, I've certainly, uh, oh, there's, it can sometimes be very difficult after a seminary education, knowing that God sanctifies you, to then say, dear God, uh, I'm poor. Uh, 
could you please send some money my way, uh, or other things like that. And, and uh, I can remember one prayer I made uh, after finishing my second round of seminary, uh, praying, God, why am I here working at a low-paying retail job, uh, semi-miserable, uh, trying to find contentment, of course, but what am I doing here? What, and, uh, and like the psalmist, I think I can say that I would, you know, at least I can say I waited for the Lord uh, patiently sometimes, um, but I can trace from that prayer the events that have led me here, and I can say that God is faithful, and uh, that uh, about a week after, I, I received a phone call that set in motion a number of things, including uh, teaching for uh, a seminary uh, part-time uh, for a while, including a trip to Uzbekistan, which uh, led to marriage, which uh, led me here. Uh, so uh, not to say that God will always answer things uh, in the same way, but I can say that I have seen this reality play out, that God does answer. Well, coming back to the psalm directly, uh, we start out with a phrase, not I am waiting patiently from the Lord, but I waited patiently. We don't know exactly when David wrote this, but there are a few indications that this is not written when David is uh, green, when he's young, uh, but probably written a little bit later in his life. Uh, perhaps something like the time when his son Absalom was trying to kill him, perhaps in another uh, period of turmoil. When you look at David's life after the incident with Bathsheba, uh, his family falls apart. There are many things that happened to the kingdom of Israel because David publicly sinned that resulted in, yes, mercy from God. Uh, God didn't require David's life. Uh, God didn't require David to abdicate the throne, but there was discipline, and David's household was a wreck, and there are many times when this psalm could apply to, 